Hey guys, welcome back to the LSFFL Weekly Recap Podcast Experience Show. My name is Gideon. Welcome to Week 8. You know what that means. It's LSFFL 8, the Ocho. I'm here with my co-host, Adam Israeli. Great to be here, Gideon. Great to be here. So fantastic to be here. Um, Before we go any further in today's episode, let's thank today's sponsors. Adam, sponsor number one. This week's sponsor is Counting the Vote. No, Stopping the Count. Or Counting the Stopping the Voting the Count. I'm so confused. What are we doing? Are we counting? I don't know, Gideon. All right, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. But number two, related but not the same, conspiracy theories. My conspiracy theory, the Patriots are still cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Today's sponsor number three is Poon still having three quarterbacks. How is this still a thing? How is it still a thing? How is this still a thing? My, um... Well, we'll talk about that later. And then sponsor number four, my personal least favorite quarterback, Ben DiNucci. Get Zeke the ball, motherfucker. You're really killing me, man. Um, all right, sponsor's over. Thank you for the money. Thank you for keeping us going. I'd like to introduce this week's guest, the one, the only, Carrick Irwin. Carrick, say hi to the folks. Hey, guys. Glad to be here. Really excited for this opportunity to, uh, to learn a little bit about fantasy football. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Always good to have some fresh blood. On. Adam's choking right now. Always good to have some fresh blood on the pod. Um, we get to learn. Um, we can bring some of those Bloomberg analytic skills here to the to the gridiron. Um, you know, some are calling Carrick the Nate Silver fantasy football. Carrick, how do you feel about that? That's not a comment. I, I think it's pretty accurate. I've never made the right call on who to put in my games, so I'm feeling good about it. Love to hear that, Carrick. So before we give you your 90 seconds of fame, we have to make one weekly treasury announcement. Poon, may I please have my money? I think the word you were looking for was give me my fucking money. Give me my money. There you go. Carrick, the floor is yours. Honestly, I'm kind of disappointed Poon hasn't paid. Um, I'm usually the person that pays last and it's kind of really, he's coming for my spot. Um, that's not the spot I want to give up. You can go for Sacco instead. Um, on that note, I want to I want to note that in last week's podcast, uh, Matt Newman went out on the limb and said Carrick probably won't be Sacco this year. So, kind of disappointed in that because this is the most appetizing Sacco punishment this year. I was really looking forward to it. Um, that being said, my devastating loss this week really crushed my momentum. So I'm always ready for 70 hot dogs. Um, we'll see if uh, we can't make make someone else be the sack of this year. Though. That's that's my plan. I think it's going to be Rob. That's that's my hot take. Okay. 90 seconds. Thanks, guys. Hotter than the glizzies. Okay. Uh, we'd love to hear it. Thank you for your little uh, little piece there. Let's get into the season standings and our current playoff projecting projections. Adam, what's going on in the East? I'm glad you asked, Gideon. Well, you have Password as top of me, top of the leaderboard, six and two. Right behind me, you have Dan. I want my trophy now at five and three. Poon surprising us at five and three. John dropping to three and five. And our guest of the week, Carrick, at two and six. Over in the West, we have Big D, Patty D. D staying strong at six and two. We have Gideon dropping to a questionable four and four. We have Tort rising to a questionable four and four. We have Rob 
Sadly, at three and five, now the conversation around Rob is starting to shift, and I'm sure we'll get into that this week. And last, we have Newman at two and six, who is in fact our high scorer of the week. But if you guys haven't noticed, we're no longer doing the high score of the week comes on. We want to get everyone on the pod. So that rule's gone out the door almost as quickly as we brought it in. On that note, Giddy, why don't you take us through uh, points for, points against? All right. Well, uh, no surprise here as the best fantasy player in the league, um, your boy, uh, Billy Bean, here in, uh, with the most points for, with 938.82. We got Rob in second. Oh, actually, that's wrong. Oh, that is wrong. That's last week's. That is last week's. Oh, man. Um, hold on. We're, uh, we're well, I'll, I'll, just fix, I'll fix this in post. Yeah, I'll fix it in post. Hold on. <laughs> the power of post-production. <laughs> yeah, you can just pull up the thing. I'll just read yeah. off. Yeah, I'll your point. Yeah, that's better. There we go. Whoa. Oh, I dropped. Oh, that's fun. Oh, no, no. I'm in second. Relax. I'm still beating you. You're all right. Fine. So, all right, let's here look here at the points for. In first place, we have Burt Burt with uh, about 1,040 1, points. I'm right behind them in second. Then we have Adam in third. Right behind. I'm right behind. Just like Gideon's right behind Rob. I'm right behind Gideon. Carry on. Thank you for that little bit, Adam. Um, then we got Dan, John, and Mize in the middle of the pack. Pat, who is second in the league overall, but is uh, seventh in scoring. Then we got predictable Newman in uh, eighth, Tort in ninth, and then uh, Carrick, our guest, in tenth. Um, anything going to stand out, guys? Points for points four versus actual standing in the rankings. I'll say it again, and I've said it before. Pat, what like the Pat and Tor, man? It's it's Pat and second overall, Tor and sixth overall, but yet they're in the bottom four for scoring. Um, you know, the bullshit speaks for itself. I think the key takeaway it, it, it lies less in the points for and more the points against. Like I've been saying, and my dad's been telling me for years, defense wins championships. Mm. <laughs> Rob's top scorer. What, what what is he missing? Defense. 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 Yes, exactly. Um, Rob. You got to, I don't know, you got to sign, maybe get Cleo Mack in there or um, fucking whatever the fantasy equivalent of that is. Uh, if you look at the points against here, um, you know, Tort, uh, sorry, Carrick, you know, you may have the least points for, but you also have the mo- most points against. So it's like getting kicked in the nuts and punched in the face at the same time. Um, really rough go. Uh, how, do you, how do you feel about just being, getting run up, up, run up against? You know, it's, it's, it's the auto draft really set the tone this year for, for right. me, you know. Points for, points against. There's only so much you can do when, when, you know, with injuries we got going on this year. So, honestly, 850 points for, I'm happy with it. I think we got, we got a lot of potential going forwards with this team. Not, not enough potential, but a lot of potential. Um, potential. I'm, seeing, I'm seeing Matt Matt Newman's got the points against very low, very low. Uh, Poon, not a lot of points against. That's kind of interesting. Mm. Um, I I'm not sure what those matchups are, but uh, for the season, 9:45 that's pretty low. So, I think I think as we go into the second half of the season, we're going to see things start to shift a little. Right. Just to uh, yeah. I want to drive home real quick is that Adam, with all his like newfound glory and whatever, has at least points against by a country mile. So, um, you know, calm the fuck down. I'm 13. Um, I'm 13 points from the points most. And then I, I do I do, do want to say that um, part of. Uh, Part of, I think, Poon's recent rise in the rankings, I was going to say this earlier when we did the standings, it's no longer a surprising five and three. It's a very justified five and three Absolutely that Mize, right. Mize is sitting at. And part of that is he's been playing great fantasy defense. I don't know what he's doing in the locker room. 
he's, you know, intimidating um, players at the polls or whatever, or he's slipping laxatives in their Gatorade. Whatever he is doing, he is doing it well, and he's executing a game plan to a T. I assume some of that's due to the fact that he hasn't paid Adam yet. That might be contributing to his success. But, you know, we're not here to make assumptions. We're only here to bake up some conspiracy theories. You know, I think it's, it might be early. I think it might be time to start considering Poon's going to make a playoff run, but he might not pay the league dues. If he wins, well, I mean, what happens? Is this, do we just second place catch the ring? It, it is a dictatorship. Oh, anarchy. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. No, but the thing is, you get to choose what happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I love democracy. Yes, we, we do love democracy here. Um, Adam breaking all the – Poon breaking all the norms here. Um, we're really, really scary stuff. I'm not sure if our, the strong foundation of our LSFFL authoritarian dictatorship can really handle this, um, but we shall definitely see. Let's get over to the projected playoff bracket. Um, yeah, so let's look at the winner's bracket first. So Adam, after a big win this week, has the first overall seed. Pat, second overall seed, both getting buys. In the 3-6 matchup, we have Dan versus Tort. Um, and then in the 4-5 matchup, we got me versus my. So me and Tort staying in the 5-6 and six slots despite losses this week. Um, Mize and Dan, a meteoric rise. A meteoric rise for uh, Mize. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> and, you know, it's going, it's going well for him. Uh, any thoughts? You know, we, we'll look at that bracket. Let's, let's talk about the 4-5 and 3-6. Three, three, Who do you think comes out of that? I think Poon comes out strong. I think Dan comes out strong. So you're taking the higher seed. You're no fun. You know, I'm I'm, mo- I'm taking the I'm taking the, the the I'm taking the teams regardless of record. Even if Dan's at the sixth seed, I still take Dan to win the chip. Honestly. And interesting. Okay. I'm a I'm a Dan fanboy. Honestly, I'm a Dan boy. Dan boy. Oh, Danny boy. Um, let's look real quick at the constellation ladder. Um, sure thing. In uh, se- at the seventh versus eighth seed, we have Rob versus John. The nine versus ten seed, we have. Newman versus Carrick. Carrick, looks like you're going to be in, in, in this bracket. Who are you most fearful of? Who are you not worried about? Who am I not worried about? <laughs> That's that, you know, I, I came in so bad at the beginning of the year that I feel like I can really only go up. I don't think I've left 10th place yet in the season. <laughs> so I'm not really scared at this point. I'm mentally and emotionally prepared for the worst. Um, I think. I don't even know who's on who's on John's team. Is that a threat? Should I be worried about that? No. We don't think so over here at the pod. No, we don't think but, so. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, 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 what's your guys' take? Who should I be scared for? What's 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 the risk here? I would say I'd be most scared, most scared of Rob because if you catch Rob on the wrong day, he'll blow you the fuck out. But if you catch, so let's say you catch him on a Sunday, you know not going to go well for you. But if you catch him on any other day of the week, you're going to be completely fine, right? But <laughs> if you catch him on a Sunday, you're, you're in trouble, man. You could be in trouble. So you could just get unlucky, and then boom, you're in the sack on anything can happen. I'm going to disagree with you, Gideon. I'm going to say that you should be both most fearful of Newman. Newman dropped 156. He was the highest scorer of the week. I think that's the trend that we continue to see, really? especially after the, the no. strong vote of confidence we, we received from him last week on the pod. Karen, I think Newman's your, Newman's your, your challenge. You be Newman, you're, you're free to tackle. That's the way I see it. Now, r- remind me how this works. You got the consolation ladder, 9 and 10. And you guys did the research, right? This was a point of contention last week. So I'm, I'm hoping we've got, a, we've got a, a, an answer here. 9 and 10, the loser plays the loser of 8 and 7. In the Sacco, is that is that the case? No. There's so what, how does it go? The way it, the, so before I tell you how, the idea is that we want Week 16 to have the winner and the losers game, right? The championship and the Sacco. So 
this matchup, 7-8 versus 9-10, is just a round for, for seeding. Then week, this is week 14. Week 15, you have the two losers play and the two winners play. At, at which point you then, the losers of each of those games is the Sacco. So yeah, there's, actually, wanna... there's actually some argument to be had that losing week one is more beneficial. Losing the first week of the loser bracket is more beneficial because then you get to play the other losing team who theoretically is easier to beat. At that point, yeah. Right, and if you, if you win that second week of the loser's bracket, you're free of the Sacco. Interesting. The way to think of it is it's not so much of a bracket. It's a ladder that turns into a bracket. So, so, I, guess, so I guess my path to not Sacco would be lose to Matt. Pro- <laughs> I could see it. And then, no, no, not victory. My path to not Sacco would be lose to Matt. And then beat John. I think that's how it's going to play out. So, exactly. That's the point. You might actually want to lose your potential matchup against Newman to get matched up against someone potentially easier in the game that actually matters. Right. Based on the season standings, I mean, you could be playing John, you could be playing Rob, you could be playing Tort, or you could be playing Gideon. All potentials for the loser's bracket. Yeah, I just don't think so. I mean, I personally, I wouldn't be scared of Gideon, but we'll dig into that later. Mm. Adam's been having a field day with my troubles. It's been, it's been a good time for me. That's enough of that. It's time for this week's big rundown. That's right. You heard it here first, folks. The full foot long, the whole three yards. We're about to give it to you guys straight. So let's get into it. Matchup number one of the week was Pat. It was Adam. We had Adam. I'm in denial that I'm dating someone. Israeli coming big with the win, 135 points. Beating Pat. I miss Brittany DeGidio. Scoring a paltry 99 points. For Adam, the boom, Dalvin was cooking the Colts in Adam's kitchen, almost hitting 50 points, but on the bus side, Adam wasn't feeling too good for the Vikings, scoring only four. The bad bench decision, it was two Coopers and only one cup, scoring 16.5 off the bench, while Justin Herbert, another stellar week on the bench, 21 points. On Pat's side, Naeem Hines was squeezing out the catch-up with 97, but with 19 points, and just like Marvin Gaye, Jones was getting it on with 17. Josh, Adam called this bus a one week one Allen, cooling off with 12 points. And at least have the courtesy to start Samuel next week. He had 19 on the bench. And while Pittsburgh's D was stealing away, it was 13. All right, matchup two, we had Rick versus Newman, the battle of the bottom. Matt, I peaked in high school, Muller won with 156.4 points. While Carrick is mayonnaise a player, Irwin had a depressing 62.26. Matt saw booms out of Pat Mahomes, Devontae Adams, the Eagles defense and DJ Jet Dallas. While he's a bust from Clyde and all the Edwards Hilaire deflated out of him with a week 4.6 and DeAndre Swift's week 3.8. His bad bench decision was Jackson never was Justin finding Neverland Jackson with 15.7 left on the bench. Carrick saw a decent start out of Jared Cook with 13.6, but the rest of his team was crap, except for Brady. No bad bench decisions from, from Rick this week. In matchup number three of the week, we had Dan versus Rob. Dan getting luckier than a plus 10,000 odds bet hitting Rappaport, putting up 140 against Red. The Red Rob Red Hot Chili Peppers are overrated. Lando, for Dan it was Ty- Tyreek was king of the hill, scoring 24 points, while DK was the golden Metcalf with 34. Mike Williams also pitching in with 19. Amari was coopered up by the Eagles. D only scoring one point, and once again Evan Ingram on the bench. It seems to be a common theme, hitting 10. On Rob's side, Carson went to the bed again, and Tyler, I barely know her, Boyd, hit 16. But it was AJ was, was not in the green today, only hitting three points, and damn, Ian Harris for the Patriots hitting 16 points. Matchup four, we saw John versus Gideon. John, your team is as bad as your girlfriend's Instagram page is good, Chang. Scoring 130, beating Gideon. I don't think you're going to enjoy the rest of the season, Tamir, with a weak 92.74. 
John Shaw booms out of that girl, so dangerous with 28.7. And Robert Seekelp after four hours of Woods with 24.9. And Travis Kelsey with 20.9. He saw buzz from John Taylor with 4.1. And Kenny Galladay in with a fat... <laughs> Bill Lindsay was left on the bench with 17.1. And Corey Davis left on the bench with 22.8. Gideon saw a, a proud performance by his kicker of 13 points, Will Lutz, while he had duds from Zeke at 7.8 and George Kittle... At 6.5. No bad bench decisions, unfortunately, at Gideon's team. In the last match of the week, we had Poon versus Tort. We had James, all the QBs on my bench are making valuable contributions. Meisenheimer putting up 120 in the win against Tort, only whiffing more on the golf course than in fantasy. Tortoriello putting up 97. For Poon, it was the boomer. It was uh, Mr. Jones was getting it on because he had a thing going on with 17 points, and Alvin and the Camara Punks had 20 points. Gronk gronked it up with 12.1 Gronks, but on the bus side it was Daryl Henderson with 6.3, and Calvin was chewing Ridley up in the start in the starting lineup with only 5.7. Bad bench decisions, both QBs. For Tort, it was Junior once again it was Giovanni Bernard uh, with 21 points, and it's not going to be water under the bridge for Teddy, who only put up 12. Cam might be looking for a new town that might that, that might start him with 18, another 18 points and another sterling performance from Shepard off the bench with 11 points. That was this week's rundown. Let's keep it going. It's time to take a deeper dive into each of the individual matchups. Matchup one, we had Pat versus Adam. Um, battle at the top, at the top of the scoreboards, um, at the top of the leaderboards, sorry. Um, yeah, what are we taking away? Is Justin Herbert the QB one for Adam now? I think this week he is. I think that... There's a couple teams in our league that need a quarterback. I think I think Tort needs a quarterback, and I think Herbert's a great option for the trade block for Tort. So Tort, I have a QB one for you. Make me an offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I think Lamar Jackson has lost the starting spot. To be honest, I would just start Herbert the rest of the way if I'm being fully honest. I think you're I think you're four D chessing me right now. Am I? Yeah, I think you are. I'm about to five D checkers you. <laughs> On a more on a more interesting and high level note, I think we have we're going to see a big shift in me and Pat this season. I think Pat gets CMC back, Pat starts to become a, a, a real player in the league again. Yeah, and I lose cream. I lose cream hunt as an RB one. I lose Mike Davis as a player altogether. What happens to my team? Am I am I relegated to a middle of the pack rest of the season? I mean, you or never, the rest you never, of the, you never broke out of middle of the pack. Let's be real here. I have thirteen points less than you, and you just lost three of your starters this week. So I don't know what you're talking about. You have 13 more points than me. <laughs> Relax. You have six more catches than me this season. It's more. Okay. Um, any other storylines? I guess. Uh, Carrick. Yeah. Is Pat a league, a league contender with CMC coming back? Pat? Pat, now that he has McCaffrey coming back, is, is, should we be worried about Pat or does the narrative of Pat being a schmuck all season play out? A lucky schmuck. I mean, I mean look, I always stand by that narrative. The, the question is going to be. <laughs> Do I stand by it in any valid way? I don't know. I think he's been doing pretty well throughout the year. It, it, it remains to be seen. That's my analysis. <laughs> we, no, one wants to see, no one wants to see Pat win. That's just – that's one of the givens of this league. Right. It would be – for the kids, we don't want Pat doing well, right? For the children. For the children. <laughs> I mean, listen, like, if you're you – know, if, if, if you want – if you want this to have like worldwide and like about, you know, through all ages appeal, you keep Pat out of the line, right? Cause he's just, you know. Well, well let me ask you guys a hypothetical. Do you want, would you rather a world in which Pat wins this year or Dan wins this year? Oh, that's, that's two worlds. You know, 
I feel like Dan's won legitimately. You know, Dan Dan plays the game. He does well consistently. <laughs> and he's not paying 40 bucks a month <laughs> for fantasy service tips. So I, 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 think, I think you got to choose. I think you got to choose Dan in that situation. Yeah, Dan is for the children. Let me put it that way. Dan, you know. <laughs> Dan loves kids. That's what Dan <laughs> loves kids. You're right. You heard that, Alex. I just... <laughs> so you're saying that Dan wins legitimately. So you, in, in your last comment, you phrased that Dan wins legitimately. Does that imply that Pat's not winning legitimately? Yes. I think that's the implication, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, look, Pat's, Pat's drawn on the resources that he has available to him. And, and you can't really fault that, but I think we all do as league members. So that's <laughs> – does a league-wide ban of, of, of PFF during the draft come into play? Yeah, I, I think – Question mark? Yeah, I, so I think, you know, we can let it ride for the season. But for next season, I think there needs to be I – want, I want the people doing the draft. I, I don't want some bot. I don't – you know, auto-draft is one thing. Auto-draft is yeah. – you know, I respect the auto-draft. I respect it. But PFF is, like, something else. Like Robert got it now, too. Rob's got it now too. He claims it's for bed. That sounds like that sounds bullshit. like two counts of lineup fraud in our league. So that's what that's what disappointed here that that, that corruption is spreading across the league. I, mm-hmm. I think as chairman, the, yeah. as commissioner, there's got to be sort of an interpersonal <laughs> review there. <laughs> like, corruption <laughs> begets corruption. That's basic democracy. Exactly, and it's honestly <laughs> a surprise that Rob's been corrupted the quickest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's no surprise, honestly. If I had to pick a, a sequence of corruption, it would be. Pat corrupting Rob. I, I feel like I've seen that play out somewhere else before. I don't know where. But, you know, it is, it is something to be, um, to be tracked. Okay, let's move on here to our next matchup. Um, involving this week's guest, uh, Carrick taking the loss to Newman. Um, battle at the bottom. But Newman breaking out in a big way. Uh, Carrick, Michael Thomas just not doing it for you, man. Well, what's going on? So – as, as we all know, I base my fantasy picks based off who was good for me the year before. That's my extent of fantasy knowledge. Um, Michael Thomas is pretty fucking good. Pretty fucking good. And he's made me want to jump off a bridge every single game. Because he's supposed to be my best player, essentially. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been tough. I think now he's – like, was it him that got a DUI? Who was it that was – that was Melvin, Melvin that was Gordon. Gordon. But Michael Thomas God. in the face. I mean, Jesus Christ. Um, got a lot of, of abusive people on my team, but I guess that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, definitely the bust of the year. I think he's got like 10 points total this season. He has three, um, two points. I just pulled it up. 3.2 three point points for the season. <laughs> so, you know, that's not ideal. Um Honestly, probably not the worst pick on my team when, when, when you look at everyone else I've got that's been out that hasn't been able to contribute. Actually, no, that's just not even true. He is the worst. Yeah. <laughs> I take that back. It's pretty fucking bad. Um, oh, are we allowed to curse, by the way? What's the deal yeah, on this podcast? Is, is this a family show? No, this is not. No. Uh, in opposition to what I said earlier, this is not a family show. Thank fucking God. This is adult swim. This I'd, is adult swim. I'd like to think that we as a league are a family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're... I don't know what kind of family. Ignoring those other things that were edited out. Maybe the um, – the, no, who's the guy that took all his followers to Bolivia and killed them all? The uh, Kool-Aid guy. Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid guy. guy. <laughs> Kool-Aid, yeah. I would like to thank the Kool-Aid fan for our, our sponsor. Yeah, okay. James, James Jones. James Jones. PFF is the fucking Kool-Aid. If you drink it, you're going to die. 
That's a good rule. I like that rule. That's a narrative I can get behind, Gideon. That's a narrative I can get behind. I will say, if I if I owned PFF, I would I would be using the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm yeah, only saying I'm using it, but not during the draft. I'm only saying it because I don't have it. Not during the draft, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll get behind that. Unless, you know, they share their passwords and everyone gets to use it? Question mark? Mm-hmm. Question, question mark. Point. Exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. Yeah. Interesting. Right. A league-wide, a league-wide PFF. It's like a lean hug, a league-wide Brazzers account, but for football. <laughs> that sounds like next year's punishment, pay for Brazzers, but we'll get there when we get there. It could be this year's gift. Who knows? Um, but getting back to the actual matchup, <laughs> <laughs> Newman scored a shit ton of points this week. Um, he said he would. He said he would, but I feel like he says that to himself every week. As he every up. game. <laughs> every week he conjures up a computer. This week, this week he would score points. I mean, he also tells us. I, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> we keep it R-rated. You know, a joke about him pleasing his girlfriend. Let's leave it at that. Mm. He says that too. That is a joke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but Pat Mahomes coming out huge, 37 points, man. Uh, DJ J- Dallas, who he dropped, who is on the waiver wire right now, 20 points. Great start. Great A pickup and a subsequent start from Newman. That's a great call. Devontae Adams proving his worth with 27 He's going off across the board. He has a solid team here. Keenan Allen continuing his high production at 17. The Eagles D with 21. If, you're, if your defense is getting 20-plus points, you are chilling. And that's what I've been doing this week. I yeah. think he's a threat. Um, CEH. CEH not doing well. No, CEH not doing well. Le'Veon Bell took about four or five points from him. Yeah. Um, if he, gets, he handcuffed Chris Carson, so when Chris Carson comes back, you know, it's up in the air. We'll see what happens. The team is looking good, and you know Justin Jackson is going to be back from injury. It's it, a team to watch out for. Maybe, maybe, maybe pushing, making a late push for the playoffs. If 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 not that, he'll at least help keep someone out of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. He'll, he'll steal a couple of games that that yes. some of us thought we, we had in the bag. That's so true. I'm actually very interested to see who is remaining. Uh, who plays Newman has a big opportunity to shape the, the chip this year. Yeah, let me see who he plays. So Newman plays Dan next week, who is, is you know, he's a bubble team. He's got Dan. Then he's got – oh, fuck, he's got me. Um, he's a, he'll suck on week 10, though. That's fine. Um, and then he's got, uh, he's got Tort. So, yeah, he's, he's playing a bunch of bubble teams. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and then he's got Rob. Wow. It's literally – It's all the bubble teams. He's not playing Adam. He's not playing Pat. And he's not playing John. And he's not playing um, – he's not playing Carrick again. So, it's – yeah, this is crazy. Newman, Newman, without actually having an, imp- without actually doing anything, can have a really big impact. So, well, uh, he's definitely got to look out for. All right. On that note, why don't we say we uh, we dig into Dan and Rob's matchup? What's up, Adam? Tell me what's up. All right. Well, I guess a cu- couple things I think that are worth noting. Amari Cooper now has Ben DiNucci throwing to him. I mean, is Amari Cooper is he even a flex play at this point? <laughs> I mean, he, he's a flex play if, you have a, if you're desperate just because of our thin waiver wires. But I think Dan's out of receiver now. I mean, it looks like Dan doesn't, doesn't need it, but I think it's noteworthy. Otherwise than that, I mean, Rob's got Nick Chubb coming back in week 10. Yeah. I mean, Does that bring Rob back to life or is Rob still – or are we still cold on Rob? So, obviously, Rob, once again, um, not pulling out. You know, the boomer bust narrative here, and he's starting to bust a little more than he's trying to boom. Um, but, yeah, Nick Chubb coming back. See, I mean, Rob didn't have like a, excuse me, uh, Rob didn't have a great week, right? But his scores one thirteen, and if I'm looking at this week's scores, it seems like he beats one, two, 
uh, three. So he beats half. He beats, beats like almost half the league with his uh, point total. But one thirteen is is only going to get you like four out of ten wins. Um, I think so. Rob's really got to step it up. Um, he's starting Carson Wentz. That's a problem. I disagree. I think Carson Wentz is a good play. He had a bad week, but Carson Wentz has been a solid QB this this season. Right, but against the I don't know. It's wow. No, you're right. I mean, but just against the Dallas defense, you'd expect him to do a little more. Uh, Jamichael Hasty not having the impact he'd want him to have. AJ Green, you know, Rob was like AJ Green going to be the worst drop of the year. I virtual uh, audio middle finger, Rob. Because he was uh, he was doing terribly for me as well, um, but yeah, uh, we'll see. Tyler Boyd, that's a, that was a great pick up. I don't know if you picked him off the wire or drafted him, but that's been a great great show for Rob. But uh, what do we think about Rob, guys? I don't know. Um, Rick, how do you feel about Rob? Do you think you're gonna see him in the in the, in the losers bracket, or do you think he's gonna break away? You know, I think Rob is. On, he was doing great at the beginning of the season. He started chirping about it. I think it's gonna it's, it's, it's what's gonna do him in. I think we're gonna start seeing more busts than booms for his team. Chubb coming back, yeah, may play a role, may counter that momentum. Um, I don't know though. I, you know, for me personally, you look at you look at the pat the trends historically, and when you see someone doing really well, especially Rob at the end of the season, there's a drop off point. And uh, we'll see if he continues that trend or if he breaks free from that. Yeah, I mean, Rob got, um, you know, if I may say so, a little too big for his britches and was like, oh, and we all did. No, here on the pod, too. We were gassing Rob. I was was a big Rob fan, big Rob energy over here. But, um, (laughs) you know, I really thought Rob could take that next step and, you know, take himself into the Dan, um, into the Dan territory and be like, But it's just, you know, Noah Fan hasn't kept up production. Well, Noah Fan's been injured all season. Well, he, uh, he hasn't kept up production. It's, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Rob, the jury is still out on Rob. I'm, I'll put it that way because I'm not going to – you can't write this guy off. No way you can. Camera, not, not, not as being the highest scorer in the league. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's right. You know, I always go on about being, like, one of the highest scorers. And, you know, Rob's only a win, win away from me. So, we'll see. Um, dance team. Dan's looking plentiful. I'm not worried about him. His biggest problem each week is Johnny Smith or Evan Ingram. They both seem to be doing fine. Uh, I mean, I, I'd counter that by saying John, he picked Johnny. I think he keeps starting the wrong guy, if I'm being he just he keep, That's my point. I, I think he's like 0 for 7 or something when picking between the both healthy guys. It's honestly really funny to watch. We need some sabermetrics on that. We do need some sabermetrics. Next week, sabermetrics. Sabermetrics, yeah, absolutely. We'll Hold see. us to it. Yeah, we'll um, – We'll put in the we'll put in the pod description so you guys don't forget. Uh, yeah, Dan's team looking good. DK, DK after a quiet week, you know, ceding all his points to Tyler Lockett, he comes back thirty four. Um, yeah, rough man. All right, what do you say on that note? We uh, we dive into matchup four this week. Our very own Gideon versus John Chang. Gideon, why don't you t- tell us what's happening with your team? There's a lot of storylines coming from your franchise this week. Right, right. So you know, really, you know, um, we're all hands on deck here in the in the safe space in the safe space. Um, really rough week. So you know, it's been it's been a chain reaction of events that has just fucked me. Right. So you have you have um, you have Dak going down. Dak goes down. Well, you know, I got to trade for a better quarterback because you know I didn't have a second quarterback on my team. So we go out and trade for Aaron Rodgers. I'm fine giving up Ronald Jones and T.J. Hawkinson. That's okay. We move on. Well, Dak goes down. Then Andy Dalton gets fucking rocked, and nobody on this team defends him, which is fucked up. But 
basically now Zeke's production is going into the fucking shitter with Ben DiNucci as the quarterback. So that's that that hasn't been good. And Zeke has been was my first fucking pick, which hasn't been great. And now George Kittle is out for like eight weeks. Miles Gaskin is out for three weeks, and I'm starting fucking Boston Scott and a Jets running back. So you know it's uh, it's not going well to say the least. Um, I don't know. Jarvis Landry not doing as much as he should be doing. Robbie Anderson cooling off a little bit. Yeah, man. Um, I'm a, I, feel, I feel like I'm going to be okay. I feel like I'm going to be okay. I have D-Hop back. I have Dave Johnson back. I, I had two big buys. I had the RB2 and a wide receiver one on buy this week. So I'm concerned, but I'm not worried. Concerned, but not worried. All right, that's your tagline. Concerned, but not worried. Concerned, but not worried. Uh, I don't know how, what you guys think of my team. Um, Obviously, it's going to be a little less of what I than I think. Rick, any thoughts? Not having Kittle is going to be tough. Yeah. Not having not having anyone that is meaningful as a running back. Having having miscellaneous Jets players as as the <laughs> as the name of a starting position player <laughs> is never a good look. Um, and I'm a Jets fan. It's just not a good look. Um, yeah. So, but. If you're trying to avoid the Sacco, then I think I think you'll probably make do. You're playing Newman in the next couple of games, is that? Yeah, yeah. I'm playing Newman the week after. I'm playing Pat this week. So I, I've got I've got I've got a fucking schedule ahead of me. Those are two losable games. Those are two losable games. I thought it was gonna be John. Everyone picked me last week. I I want to throw that out there. Everyone picked me last week. So do you want me to just add points and make you the winner? Yes. <laughs> you, you have the power. To do I that. do have the power. Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, we can, you know, it's we all know I've just been ravaged by injuries and it is what it is and it's really changed my narrative. But if you look at John's team, do we have any confidence in him pulling himself out of the sack of contention? No, just no. We don't like John here at the pod. Sorry, John. We like we like John. We love John as a person. <laughs> don't like John's fantasy team. Yeah, um, and you know, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look great for him either. You know, I. Antonio Gibson, Hayden Hurst. I mean, you can go, you can list off that whole team. You're just gonna have a lot of oofs, a lot of odds, and a lot of humps. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so a little rough. Um, that was that was just a matchup of two just not great teams. Hey, John showed up. John scored one thirty. John did show John up. John, up. John did go off. Um, it was a little uh, a little unfortunate, but I will say. Playoffs, you get in with six wins most likely. So I'm, I have, I'm a high scorer. So I've, I'm feeling like I can pull out at least two wins out of the next. Um, at, your, at your score rate, six and seven will be enough for you. Yeah. So I just, I know I should pull out two wins. I once I get one, the other one is going to be right there for me. Uh, I'm not feeling. I'm not. I'm. I'm not feeling bad. Concerned, but no. not worried. You can sense the panic in my voice. That's it. That's it. Let's let's let's, let's move on. Let's move on at that point. Matchup five. We have. We have Poon versus Tort. I mean, you guys saw the teams, the lineups, the matchup. What are your thoughts here? Uh, hold on. Let me uh, pull this back, bad boy back up. Um, yeah, I mean, Poon continuing the rise, and Tort really needed a win this week. Tort really needed this win. He's still in the playoffs, but he had, he had just about a week as I did, honestly. Um, you know, I think Mize can probably say he's safely in the playoffs. Um, me and Tort are really living on the edge here. Um, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, up and down, man. I don't know if I trust him to continue to be my, my QB1. But he's got Cam as well. So his quarterback situation really hasn't panned out. So that's why Justin Herbert might be an option for him. 
Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry was projected for 22 and only scored 17. So I guess you could call that a bust. Um, but yeah, other yeah, just a bad week for uh, towards team. I don't, I don't think you can rely on Fournette uh, to give you RB. Nope, two production. He's a flex at best. Uh, CD Lamb also is probably going to be uh, damn near useless the rest of the season. Oh my god, yeah. Danucci. Not a lot of storylines here. We're just we're not on towards team. Yeah, you got you got Cam Newton playing the Jets next week. I think that that is a potentially yeah. a, a good game for him. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. It's it's a big bounce back game for Cam. Everybody's talking their shit, and rightly so because Cam's been horrific this year. Uh, but if he can bounce back in a big way, I don't know. I don't know um, who if he would start Teddy or Cam this week. You know, but Rick, who are you starting this week? You're 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 tor- You're starting. Starting Teddy. Part of the reason why I do the fantasy is to counteract the Jets' losses. So the <laughs> ultimate hedge here would be to play Cam Newton. Because um, that way if the Jets lose, he probably gets at least a couple points. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think if this is the game – if Cam Newton's going to have a good game, this is going to be it. No, I totally agree. Um, especially against the Jets who just uh, – I'm sorry, man. They just, just – are, are astoundingly bad. <laughs> I mean, like in all your years as a Jets fan, you, I've, you've been one for years. Uh, is this probably the worst team you, they've ever fielded? Uh, yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's probably tough. At least, at least there were decent, like Chad Pennington era. Like there was, there was some glimmers of hope. I don't think there's any hope at this point. It's, it's, it's always you know it's bad when you're yearning for the years of Chad Pennington. That's uh, I, I mean, the, back in the Pennington era. Back in the oh, Pennington man. era, we were something else, man. It says, it says a lot that, that my fantasy team is doing better than they are right now. Yeah, and um, yeah, you pulled up them before they did. Uh, but, yeah. uh, Tor didn't get Darren Waller to go off again, so we'll, we'll look at Tor's team. I think he's probably in the same you know air arena as me, where it's like he's trying to hold on and sneak into the playoffs, and then anything can happen. Let's look at Poon's team. Um, Calvin Ridley injured, so that, that's something to look for. But Julio Jones continuing to go off. Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll. Um, yeah, Alvin Kamara, dude. He has he has like three big money guys. He has Kamara, um, Julio Jones, and Calvert Lee. All of them at any given week poised to go poised to go off for more than twenty five. I mean, he's got weeks where he's got two or three of them scoring twenty plus. That's crazy. Every fucking week, man, it's insane. Uh, I honestly, I, I I see Poon in at least the second round of the playoffs. Poon to threat. Brandon Coach is now a viable player. I mean, he's got he's got Gronk now, who's a solid tight end. One, he's putting up ten plus a week every week. It's what you want out of your tight end. Are you stuck tweeting Newman? A little bit. I mean, that that that's that's depending on how Gronk's season plays out. That's going to be a contender for for drop, drop of the worst drop Justin of the year. Jefferson. Still Justin Jefferson, but yeah, that that's coming in at a close second. And even David Montgomery, who's been bad this year, is still putting up twelve this week, which is solid. Um, I don't see a lot of weaknesses, and and he's got the Chiefs D, which is a week in week out play. His bench looking decent. Um, he's still doing this all with two QBs on the bench. And an open bench spot. And an open bench spot. I mean, this guy is literally just he's just flying in the face of convention right now. And he just he seems to be just to do it, just doing it for the haters. I, I mean, if, if two wins, it, it's possibly going to be like for the, love, for the high level of effort most of us put in, it's, all, it's, it's very impressive that Poon is doing this well because I think yeah. at least seven of us put in way too much time into this, this league. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I quit my job for this league. <laughs> I quit my job and started this podcast. <laughs> but yeah, Poon definitely a threat, um, and he'll be one we monitor for weeks to come. 
All right, cool. Um, so now let's move on to the power rankings. Top three, bottom three. We're going to kind of feel out and flesh out, uh, flashlight out who we think is good in this league. Um, uh, Adam, top three, bottom three. Give it to me. All right, top three. I'm going to start at number three. I'm going to go Pat. I really like Pat's team. I think with CMC back, I think Pat's a contender for the, for the chip. Mm. At two, I've been saying a lot. I'm hot on Dan. I think Dan's number two. Of course, I'm going to put myself at number one because the, the sabermetrics just say that's, that's the truth. One, two, three. Adam, Dan, Pat. Big news. What you got? Bottom three. I need to hear your bottom three. Bottom three. All right, bottom three. I'm going to put John at the bottom. We're not, we're not hot at John here on the pod. Mm-hmm. John's team. We love John as a person. <laughs> what, I feel, say it one more time and I'll believe you. <laughs> we love John as a person. We don't like John's team. Now I believe you. Perfect. Uh, at nine, we're going to put Tort. Oh, Torch, Torch, not, hot Torch not. I mean, Torch team performing well is ninety-seven. That's 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 worrisome. And then at eight, I'm gonna put our lovely guest Carrick. Is that Kate? You know why? Because Carrick, you're on top of the bottom people, <laughs> but you're still on top of something. Sounds like a position in the orgy. <laughs> <laughs> there are worse. There are worse positions to be. Yeah. There's, there's the filmer. <laughs> there's the cleanup crew. <laughs> And then there's the real estate broker that used to rent out the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Eric, top three, bottom three. Let me hear it. Okay, top three. I think we got to go Pat in the West, Dan, and Poon. I think that's my three. Wow. I like – you know, I had Poon as well there. But you I, I, I think that's my three. Adam, the, you have a good team. But, like, Dan just historically has yeah. done well. Poon, I think, could really – do something here potentially yeah um he's only a game away from the lead and then and then pat in the west i think he's he's doing pretty well pretty good worst three i think it's got to be john number 10 (laughs) um probably probably me number nine and then and then i think probably rob yeah. Number eight. I think that's a, I think that's a fair assessment there. Um, it it all depends on how how Newman Newman does there. I think definitely rising up. He, you know, Newman now is what Mize was like three weeks ago, in terms of like a rising a rising candidate. Um, for me, top three. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mize in third. Um, I'm gonna go Adam, and then. It's between Dan and Pat. I'm going to go Dan because I feel like there's some mystic force of play that keeps pushing Dan to the fucking playoffs. <laughs> I fucking hate it. I fucking hate it, man. And it's, I can't explain it. No one can explain it, but it is what it is. You know, at the beginning of the season, we were in the early in the podcast, we were really trying to avoid Dan as a topic. I really, really stand away from it, but we're really just giving in after seven years of him winning. Like, we can see that Dan, we acknowledge Dan's greatness in this league, unfortunately. We're not, we're not, but we're no better than CNN. Um, <laughs> we can't get the polling right. We can't get the polling right. Um, my bottom three, I'm going to have John last. Um, across the board, we got John last. Despite my loss to him this week, I have John last. I'm going to go, yeah, Karen, I'm going to put you in ninth. Um, you know, it is what it is. The, the, it is what it is. I, and then, I'm, I'm going to have to group – it's between Rob and Tort for that last place, and I, I think it's if – if it was a one-off, I would, I would take Tort in that matchup, so it's going to be Rob for me. I think Rob is, uh, is eight there. I think um, 
I think he's been busting more than he's been recently, and I think he's I think he's concerned. Okay, you know, before before you jump on to the next section, I do want to say one thing. You know, if you don't show up this week, Gideon, if you drop eighty, if you drop ninety, if you drop sub hundred, I think you're gonna fall into my bottom three the rest of the season. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. I well, just want you to consider the implications of your team right now. I, I've just really been enjoying me not doing well. The there's just this, right? there's, there's this pain in your eyes that <laughs> makes me feel better about myself, and I feed off it. It's, it's that injured deer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Says a lot that you get a lot of joy. This isn't about me anymore. This is about Adam taking joy and seeing someone else's wounded. My therapist is <laughs> a sociopath, but she's kind of a bitch, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, in our, real quick, our last segment now, let's do some matchup predictions. In our first matchup of the week, we got Newman against Dan. Character you got? I think it's going to be Dan this week. You're going to be Dan? Adam? I'm taking Newman. You got Strong Newman. show. He's doing us. We're going to see it again. I got Newman as well. I think he's going to ride this hot streak. Newman, if Newman wins this week, we got to discuss his playoff chances. If Newman wins this week, that, that, is, that is a conversation to be had. Our next, uh, next matchup of the week, we got Carrick versus John. I'm going to take our guest here. I got Carrick pulling out the dub here, especially because I'm mad at John for beating me last week. Adam, who you got? I'm going to take Carrick. We don't like John. We don't like John. We don't like John. We like John as a person. We don't like John's team. <laughs> Carrick, are you backing yourself this week against John? Love John, hate his team. I think it's going to be a close one. It's going to be a close one, but I think I, I have a chance here. I have a good chance. We, we like the confidence. All right, in the bottle and the in the bottom battle of the bubble, we got uh, Tort versus Rob here. Um, this is six versus seven. I want to say in the playoff bracket. Um, Adam, you got. I think this is the matchup of the week. The matchup of the week for sure. I'm going to take Rob. I don't like towards team, as I made clear. I also don't like towards the person, but I also don't like towards team. Interesting departure <laughs> from our uh, general language about uh, people and their teams. But um, if I'm going to take someone here, I'm going to take I'm going to take Rob for a boom week. I'm going to take Rob for a boom week. I don't know. I feel it in my bones. I feel like the rain's coming or something. It's mean something. Something's out there telling me that Rob is going to come out on top of the big old boom. Carrick, are you taking uh, Rob? Yeah, you know, I, I think Rob's lost the last four games, I think. And he's got a team that, that can deliver a win. Um, I think this is going to be that week. Okay. Okay, um, next one, we got Mize against Adam. Adam, are you backing yourself? Of course I'm backing myself. All right, we like, we like the self-confidence. I'm going to take Mize. This guy – this guy's got a little, little magic in him right now that I just cannot explain. If Calvin Ridley wasn't injured, I'd take my eyes. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. Well, Calvin Ridley can still play. Uh, Carrick, who you got? I think, I think we got to go Mize on, on this matchup as well. We were talking about how Dan's got that mythical force pushing him behind. Mize magic. And the last matchup of the week, uh, we got me versus Pat. Carrick, you go first. Who do you got? You versus Pat. Um, Gideon, hate to break it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have you in that one. All right. I can respect it. It's understandable. I will prove you wrong, though. Adam, are you going to be wrong as well? I'm all aboard the, I'm all aboard the Pat train. No, it's more Sorry. like do, 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 no, no. do, The Pat train is PFF, PFF, PFF. And then it wouldn't be me if I wasn't backing myself. Your boy is going to pull out the dub this week. Um, to quickly recap last week, I went three and two. The guest went three and two. Adam dropping a second straight week in the predictions at two and three. You're a 500 in the predictions now. I'm 18 and 12. Our guest 14 and 11. So that was our matchup for the week. Uh, matchup predictions for the week. Really watch Tor versus Rob. I think that's definitely going to be the closest matchup of the week for sure. I think that's, and that's going to tell us a lot about, um, about the playoffs for sure. 
Okay, guys. Um, that was that was kind of it. Do we have any any departing thoughts? Anything you guys want to get off your chest? You know, it's it's a crazy time, and I'm glad we have fantasy football to kind of um, to uh, you know distract us a little bit. Uh, but anything else? I got no closing remarks. I just want to thank Carrick for coming on the pod. It's been a real delight to have you. It's been splendid, really. Carrick, if you want, give us some closing thoughts and take us out. Yeah, I think this is going to be a, a pretty make-or-break weekend for a couple of those teams in the middle. Um, I think you guys really did a great analysis this week. The OSFFL Weekly Recap Podcast Experience Show.